Hello, angels. Welcome back to Alignment Academy, the podcast for all things spirituality, fulfillment, building confidence, manifestation, mindset. Like we basically just talk about all the things that are actually going to change your life. I'm your host, Kristen, and I'm literally so excited that you're here with me today. This episode is going to blow your freaking mind. It is with one of my best friends, Aaron Lyons, and me and Aaron, we talk a little bit about it in the episode, but we met at a content creators retreat in Costa Rica and we like hit it off right off the bat. She's definitely someone who I know is going to be in my life for a very, very long time. And just like when you're in her energy, you guys are going to be able to feel it. Like I want you to actually really feel into your body when you're listening to her talk. Her vibration just holds a new frequency that lifts up everyone around her and I'm really excited for you guys to experience that too because it's just it's magical this episode was recorded um in New York actually I manifested a trip to New York and it's a really funny story I actually should tell you guys so me and Aaron were texting one day this is like a few weeks after we get back from Costa Rica and I was asking her I was like what do you think about delusional manifestation like just being delusional like yeah it's gonna happen like this crazy thing is gonna happen and she was like telling me she was like delusion is actually a really powerful thing to manifest if it's not attached to your ego and if you're not attached to a certain outcome right and so we decided to just delusionally manifest something and we were like okay what are we going to both manifest and so Erin decided she was going to manifest like something for her business and I had just been feeling this like call to go to New York and I was like Erin I'm going to manifest a trip to New York a reason to come to New York and like work and have fun and yeah just this amazing trip literally moments after she texted me and she goes wait I got invited to the Drew Barrymore show. I have two tickets. Do you want to come? And I was, she texted me. It was like a Tuesday and it was like the next Thursday. And I was like, I'm there. And she was like, wait, really? And so after that, you know, I had a reason to go to New York and I needed a place to stay. And I asked my best friend who lives there, I was like, hey, I'm coming to New York. Can I stay with you for a few days? And she was like, well, I'm going to be gone. I'm actually going to be, you know, we're where I live in San Diego she was like but I need someone to watch my dog and I was like okay I'll watch your dog and she like let me stay at her place and I watched her dog and then there was one night where I did need a hotel and my sister was like yeah I have a free night on hotels.com so I basically manifested this like completely free trip to New York I actually also had a flight to somewhere else that I ended up changing to New York so it was like the whole thing was completely free other than the expenses that I um actually used when I got there for like Ubers and eating and stuff. But yeah, I manifested this trip to New York. But the reason I'm telling you guys that I'm in New York or I was in New York rather uh, at the time of recording this is because sometimes there's a dog barking and it's just one of my best friend's dogs um, didn't really love when we were recording the podcast. So you can hear her barking in the background. But nevertheless, it's still an amazing episode. 
We talk about manifestation. We talk about quantum leaps. We talk about negative emotions and how to neutralize them. We get into so many interesting topics here. We jump around a little bit, but it's going to expand you in all the ways. I would say this is definitely one of the episodes where you want to like literally have your notebook out and be taking notes. I feel like this is one of the ones where even me, I'm going to re-listen to it time and time again and like get different perspectives and different codes that um, we offered in this episode. So yeah, I'm super excited. If you guys have been enjoying my episodes, it would really make me so grateful and happy if you would subscribe and leave a review if you feel called. Also, the way one of my love languages with my friends is like sending them podcasts that I think that they would like. So if this is an episode or a conversation that you think one of your friends would like, I would so appreciate if you shared it with them. It's just a good way to stay connected and talk. Um, but nonetheless I'm just grateful for your listenership this is like a new venture for me so as you guys know I'm growing with you I am trying to be really transparent about the process you guys know a lot about my life right now which is actually a beautiful thing I feel like there's nothing to hide and you guys know how raw and real um, and open my heart is right now so again thank you for being here I'm excited to share even more with you and with without further ado let's get into the episode Okay, I am so excited to have my new best friend, Erin, on my podcast today. Thank you so much for coming, Erin. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yay! So, me and Erin met in Costa Rica on our spiritual content creators retreat, and we kind of instantly clicked. I mean, instantaneously, we like sat down next to each other and then this bus ride was like three, four hours to like the actual retreat location and we just shared life stories. So now we're like best friends forever. Yeah. So we met three weeks ago. We're literally hanging out in New York right now. And I hope that this feels like you guys are just hanging out on the couch with us because that's literally, literally what we're doing. So Erin, why don't you just share with my audience like who you are, what you do, yeah, Yeah, all that good stuff. I am an intuitive manifestation coach and spiritual ascension guide, so I am considered to be what people know as a channel, a psychic, and also a quantum healer. Yes, and seriously one of the most powerful people I've gotten the pleasure of knowing, so I'm literally so excited for you guys to just like be connected with her and follow her and like just soak up all the codes she has for you guys today. So one of the first questions I want to ask all my guests is what's your best tip for getting back in alignment when you feel like you're out of alignment? So when you're out of alignment, I think just looking looking at the emotions that are showing you that you're out of alignment whether it's fear or doubt or anxiety, right? Those emotions are just showing you that you are out of alignment and you don't have to judge yourself in that moment. Mm. You can just literally say, oh, great, thanks. You're showing me that I do need to like energetically um, close this energetic gap and find a way to work myself back into the positive emotions. But I wouldn't necessarily stress myself out about that either. It's like sometimes we need to just feel our emotions and just know that they're showing us something and then gradually work our our way into feeling better. So I think in 
like today's spiritual atmosphere everybody wants to be happy all the time everybody wants to be permanently in alignment and i think that's actually unrealistic and it's more so about how do i just simply use my emotions as a tool and pivot i love that so much because especially you know i already shared with my audience that i was going through kind of like a a second little awakening and i've like been experiencing a lot of negative emotions recently and i think that in today's world we are so quick to just try to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the resistance sometimes makes them even more, even more like strong and consistent within us because we're trying to resist what we're feeling. Sure. So where is that balance with emotions of like letting yourself feel the negative, but then also knowing that it's showing us that you're out of alignment and getting into the positive. So let's say like, after, let's say I'm having a really sad day mm-hmm. and... I know I am just sad that day, but where is the balance of like feeling the sadness, but also wanting to get in a higher vibration? Sure. I think that thoughts and emotions truly in and of themselves are more neutral. And when Mm. we place a judgment on top of them, that's actually why we're feeling what we're calling in alignment or out of alignment. But if you step back and you become neutral and you become the observer and you go, oh, I'm temporary, temporarily having this experience of sadness. What you'll actually find is the moment you just accept that, it will actually transform. Wow. Because it's, it's the judgment on top of it where you're like, I'm out of alignment. And so now your ego even takes a bigger hit because it thinks it's doing something wrong. But if you just go, oh, hey, ego, we're experiencing sadness or grief right now, and that's just a part of of the journey, and it's temporary, and it's also beautiful, and I accept this part of my experience, that emotion will actually leave you sooner. So I can't remember where I learned this, but it it definitely was um, like a, a Buddhist guru or something like that, and he was talking about seeing emotions as visitors. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love what you said too about not judging it, right? Because I have noticed that on my journey of like, because I'm in a period of time where I'm feeling more ranges of emotions in a day. Sure. It's like, if I just let it move through me without the judgment, it almost, it's like, it's just, it, it's just that it moves through me. Mm-hmm. But however, if I'm just like mm-hmm. so upset that I'm having a, a sad or a bad day, yes. it's like, it's, just on top of the sadness it's just more judgment and more shame and more i need to get out of this and then you're never really going to get out of it Mm -hmm. in that case The, the more you become the observer and not the one who's attached to to whatever you're temporarily experiencing you will free yourself and i think how i actually see unconditional love i think it's something that people don't really understand unconditional love is actually the acceptance of all things Mm. that I'm going to experience happiness, I'm going to experience sadness, and one is doesn't rank above the other, but humans think that they do. And the moment you collapse the separation between those experiences in terms of what you perceive as being good or bad, you find peace. And peace, inner peace, is no matter what I am experiencing, I am at peace within self. And so now, none of my emotions are my enemies. I actually made them all my friends. Wow. Oh my gosh. Mind blown. Mind blown. Okay. 
This episode is sponsored by my own program, Alignment Mastery. Alignment Mastery is my signature mindset and confidence program for women and entrepreneurs who are ready to heal their self-doubt, build unshakable confidence, and find deep fulfillment, whether that means making a career change or going full-time in their business. I have successfully helped over 200 women change careers, start businesses, and even sign their first clients. If you'd like to apply, you can do so in the show notes or in the link in my bio. So... Within the manifestation, so you're a manifestation expert. You're so good at teaching manifestation. Like, you guys need to look at her TikTok. Sometimes I watch it just for fun because I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the mood to manifest. I love you. So t- there's, I feel like there's two sides of manifestation that are really prominent in the spiritual community right mm-hmm. now. There's like, you know, the Abraham Hicks of just like positive thoughts, positive emotions, high flying disc, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's this new set of rules with man- within manifestation that's almost like, that's all BS. You manifest from your subconscious. You have to work on the subconscious beliefs. And I personally feel like it's more of a blend of both. Mm-hmm. And today at lunch, we were talking about, or you were sharing with me, like there's like kind of this baseline vibration that mm-hmm. you're manifesting from at all time, which I feel like is the combination of both. Mm-hmm. So can you share a little bit about what your baseline vibration is and maybe speak a little bit to the two different sides of like the manifestation coin that the spiritual community mm-hmm, has. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I like to call the energetic or your energetic baseline frequency is if I was going to call you up on the phone tomorrow at 2 p.m., typically what mood are you going to be in? And most people think that because they're doing a manifestation technique right now that that's going to solve everything. But in those minutes that you're doing the manifestation technique, yes, perhaps your vibration raises a little bit, but when that technique, when you're done with that technique and you're back out in the real world, how do you feel? How do you show up? Is it typically more of a high vibration or more of a, of a lower vibration? Mm. And this is why people get, um, they're like on this manifestation roller coaster where like sometimes it's good, but then they're like, the next week, oh my, like I just manifested the best thing ever, but then uh, next week this chaotic thing happens to me. And it's because the actual energetic baseline frequency is not stable in terms of like, it's not stable in the, the higher frequency. So your energetic baseline frequency is the vibration that you, uh, that you maintain that's more consistent within you. And the goal is to just incrementally expand it. So even when negative things happen, like this is the cool thing about the baseline frequency, even when negative things happen, your set point, if it's really high, you're going to bounce back into that set point because that's where you like to hang out, so to speak. (laughs) That is such a good explanation. So for people who are listening and they're like, yes, I love that. How do I increase my baseline (laughs) frequency? Give us some tips. So... This is going to sound really basic and like very, very practical, but I I teach all of like my clients and students this. It starts with your morning and this is why. As soon as you wake up in the morning, typically you're going to carry the energy from yesterday into today. So either the night before you go to sleep, you want to do something to neutralize the energy of that day or first thing in the morning, you want to make sure you kick it off at a high frequency. So this is why teachers like Abraham Hicks, which I love, you know, they talk about that high flying disc. And why that is, is because if you start on that high flying disc, 
it's going to create the momentum for your day. So you won't even really have to try. Now that accumulated over days and days and days of you doing this, where you're not carrying the energy of yesterday into today's vibration. Now that becomes the, the energetic baseline. So cool. Does that make sense? Yeah. So okay. neutralizing your energy at night, what's a practical tool that we can do to do that? Like, let's say mm-hmm. I have a shit day. Sure. Everything went wrong. I was sad. How can I neutralize my energy? Well, meditation, and I know a lot of people, guys, I know it's hard if you have a monkey mind to meditate, but it it doesn't have to be standard meditation. Sometimes I I have people, spiritual guides who come through and they actually recommend that people meditate with their eyes open if they have a overactive Mm. mind and just, you know, examine the details of a room, the colors that's going to bring them into the present moment. You can listen to music, maybe listen to, you know, they have all of, all of this like sound, uh, sound meditation type things that you can listen to now. And it just neutralizes you before you go to sleep. Now, if you're doing this in the morning, this is why I personally recommend as soon as you wake up, meditate, or soon as you wake up, find one good thought, And it's going to kick it off. So sometimes when I wake up, like literally as soon as my eyes open, I'm like, what's the best thing I can think right now? It might just simply be today is going to be an amazing day. And I, because I set that as the standard now for the day, everything builds on top of that. I love that so much. And I was actually just reading a book about gratitude and it was, it had this practice where like every night you think of the best thing that happened that day and you're just like so grateful for it that one too yes and you're just like wow like for today it's like it's like wow I had the best podcast episode with Aaron like I'm so grateful I have an amazing friend I'm so grateful I'm in New York like and just literally expressing gratitude to the universe for that thing for like just as long as you can Mm -hmm. and then I feel Mm -hmm. like that would be a good way to Mm -hmm. neutralize Mm -hmm. your energy too just like pure gratitude for what happened that day oh 100% gratitude is my favorite and let's say you're already in the middle of like this bad day Something that you can do is find the find the silver lining in like what you're learning in that moment maybe and make that thing serve you. It's like, okay, I can choose to see this as something horrible or a gift. But a gift that I don't, maybe I don't understand what the gift is, but it's a moment of mastery. And then also really think about this. Did you have a bad day or was it actually a bad moment that you dragged into a full day because you weren't able to be present? So you can also practice being in the present moment. And something that I do is I have this reminder on my phone that goes off every hour and it says, are you in the present moment? of appreciation so not only like are you present and you're not even thinking about what happened an hour ago but are you present and are you focusing on something that you you can appreciate and so it just holds me accountable oh my god it holds me accountable obsessed I love that (laughs) I love that and you have really taught me that over I mean, guys, I, I sound like a weirdo because I'm like, over the last three weeks, you have taught <laughs> Not the three years, but like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. But you have taught me that like a lot of times when I come to you and I just like, I'm pouring my worries out. You're just like, your power is in the present moment, Kristen. Like, stay here. Don't give your power away. Like, you always are bringing me back to like, let's be where we are. And I so appreciate that about you. It's like Thank one you. of the best parts. Awesome. So I feel like one of the other really powerful 
I guess maybe like sets of values that me and you both have together is like when we were on that bus ride in Costa Rica, we were talking about how sometimes spiritual businesses kind of get lost in the sauce. And what I mean by that is that they're forgetting that the true root of spirituality is like the connection to God. Mm -hmm. And then we create this business for quote unquote spirituality, Mm -hmm. but then the business kind of becomes about other things. Sure. So what is your take on keeping God in your business? That's kind of a Mm -hmm. crazy question. Yeah. I think it's the most powerful and beautiful question that you can ask because There are so many distractions. Yes, that's the word I want to use here. So many distractions in this reality, whether it be how many followers do I have? How many likes? Are people commenting? Do they like what I have to say? Oh, this person has more, you know, people care more about their content than mine. And then you can get lost in the sea of forgetting your initial, you know, internal why. That thing that sparked you, that thing that moved you into action. And you have to keep that at the the forefront of your thought. So keeping God in your business is about you leading from your heart because when you're connected to your heart space, that's where God lives. And so when you're operating from your ego, that's when the these external man-made metrics start to overpower what's in your heart. So personally for me, before I, I post anything, I start with intention. Why am I posting this right now? Why does why do people need to see this? Why do people need to hear this? And the intention is always going to connect me back to my heart-centered why. Because if I'm showing up and I'm going, well, I need to post this because, you know, got to post five times per day. Or um, I'm trying to reach this certain number of followers. You know, that's not coming from my heart. That's coming from my ego. So if you want to stay connected to God in your business or anything you do in life, get clear on your intention. I love that so, so much. And I see so many new entrepreneurs get lost in those vanity metrics Mm -hmm. and it actually causes them to quit their business too early or causes them to just really lose their sense of self because their business isn't performing how they quote unquote think it should or how their ego thinks it should. Right. And so I think that this is one of the hardest parts, like when you're new to entrepreneurship and you're creating your first program and you know, you're launching it and maybe it's hard for you're not getting as many signups as you want. Mm. How do you stay connected to God in those moments where it's like, you're not seeing anything and you're like, I've poured my heart and my soul into this and it's not really working right now. So I want to sort of bring this down to earth and approach this in a more practical sense where typically if people are not responding to you, it's for a few reasons. One, your messaging is unclear. So maybe you do, you are like moving from this, um, this heart center and this, this passion and this purpose, but perhaps the way you are showing up is getting lost in translation. I would look at messaging. I would look at consistency. You know, you you don't have to be attached to posting things every day, but if people are only seeing you like once every two weeks, they don't know you. Totally. And then you're expecting them to give you money. It's just typically not going to happen. So messaging, consistency. And then you want to look at 
honestly, I would just take it back to that intention because uh, imp- when we share information or like create content, it holds a certain frequency. And I think people can read frequency so good. And I don't know why people think that we're gonna we're gonna believe something that's like just not believable. <laughs> but if you need to, if people aren't responding, it's because something is getting missed in the communication. So maybe you aren't being clear, or maybe maybe you forgot your intention, and and because you are you're like now discouraged that that energy that frequency is impacting the content. So and I totally understand when you aren't getting that response how that can weigh down on you but why are you really doing this? Because when you really do it because you love it, that frequency of love is going to eventually create the momentum that you're looking for. When you, sorry, when you love something, you would do it even if people aren't watching. I'm obsessed with that answer. It's such, it's so good and it's so true. And that's kind of the energy that I had when I started my business. I was like, I don't really care if it takes one week or one year for me to Mm -hmm. go viral or get Mm -hmm. my first client Mm -hmm. because I know I'm going to get it. So it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. the timeline. And I think that that's a really important intention too is like, why are you needing a certain thing by a certain date? Because Mm -hmm. I feel like that actually holds a lot of people back as well of like needing it to happen by a certain time and then that pressure to get it by a certain time actually takes you out of alignment, creates more resistance and makes you doubt yourself more because you're not seeing the results quote unquote quick enough. 100% I agree. And when you're stepping into this, this position of leadership, you have to understand that it's gonna require you to give way more than you get in the beginning. Totally. Because it's like a train, you know, it might take a minute for the engine to heat up and get going. But once it does get going, it's going to be impossible to stop. And so for those of you, you know, you guys don't really know my background. I worked on Wall Street for eight years before I started this business. And so by the time I was in a position to where I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going to, I'm going to share this content. I didn't care about followers, clients, people signing up for things, any of that because my in, in my soul, I was just so like, I need to just share this stuff that I've been, it's been like bottled up for so long. And so literally I would get on Instagram live like every other day with no offer, not a link in the bio, <laughs> not a website, and just so in love with my work and on fire because I was finally doing what my soul has been here to do. And I think it, it was to the point that people were asking me, when are you going to offer something? You see? I love that. So because I gave so much, and this probably went on for like three months or something like that, four months before I was like, you know, okay, let's let's actually sell something. But that was never my original intention. I just wanted to share what was in my soul and what was in my heart. Uh, yeah, and it, again, it, it con- it's connecting back to that original like, this was placed in me for a reason. Mm-hmm. These lessons were placed in me in me for a reason. My soul went through this for a reason. Yes. And so now I need to share it. And I feel like when you can actually share from that place, like I'm at such a place in my life where it's like full send surrender. I'm like, whatever I'm going through, that's the curriculum that my people need to hear. And I think that when you go through life and you go through your business from there, you're in a such a heart-centered space as a whole mm-hmm. that it makes both of the experiences a lot more enjoyable. Absolutely, yeah. So what do you think is the biggest thing? Okay, so 
in the online space, there's people with 100,000 followers that are making no money. And then there's people with 10,000 followers that are making lots of money, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that is really what we call like personal power. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's your, that's your power center because you are rooted in who you are. And like, yeah, the, the best way I can describe it is personal power. So what do you think the difference in energy of those two people are? This one, this is a bit tough to answer because first of all, just because you're not making money in your business, it doesn't mean that you are unaligned or doing something wrong. It's typically has more so to do with back-end systems, just really not knowing how to how to structure a business um, and money beliefs. So a lot of people, they're totally okay with growing an audience and giving things away for free. But when it comes to charging for their value, that's mm. actually where they struggle. So in terms of like my clients and what I see, the difference between a person who has a smaller audience but is making money is that no matter what size their audience is, they feel comfortable and secure within themselves to charge a price. Got it. Versus someone who might have a larger audience and still not feel worthy enough to charge a price. It really just depends on what your beliefs around money and charging and that type of thing is. So if anybody's in either of these situations, you know, I really, um, I implore you to look into limiting beliefs around money. Mm. And really just understanding where you may not feel worthy enough mm-hmm. to receive the money or where you don't feel worthy enough to maybe ask for the sale or things like that. Sure. And so what do you think are ways to increase your personal power? Oh, I love personal power. So, okay, first of all, I want to talk about the way I see magnetism because so many people walk around thinking that magnetism or abundance only has to do with money, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, magnetism is I have no money if I had no money, but I could go out into the world today and I could make things happen with my presence in a room. I could have zero dollars in the bank, but I could be somewhere and I could attract all the people, the information and the resources out of that room that I need because of me and my energy. So when it comes to increasing your your personal power or even just your presence, you have to be so anchored in loving yourself beyond I would say circumstances or things that most people allow to the to define them so typically for most people if if they aren't experiencing financial abundance if they're not you know married by 30 if if they don't live where they want to live all of those things decrease their personal power and their magnetism because why they feel defined by those things but if I'm fully at peace with myself it goes back to what we were saying earlier on what unconditional love actually is. It's the, the total acceptance of everything. So if I accept exactly where I am in life and I go, even in this moment with $0 in the bank or whatever your situation is, I still love and accept myself. Then that means when I go out into the world, I feel worthy to receive the best of everything. And that's how I see magnetism. That is such a good example. And like, really, I feel like nobody's explained it like that or I've never heard it explained like that of like, if you had nothing, you would still be able to attract everything. 
because people think that magnetism again is like you're just getting more and more and more but it's like no you don't need a lot you feel worthy even with nothing you feel abundance beyond anything that that abundance can be attached to and so this is what i call permanent abundance it's it's a state of being as opposed to being based on something that you are experiencing it's like I am walking, living, breathing abundance all the time. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> walking, living, breathing abundance. And that's almost like abundance of friends, abundance of money, abundance of love, abundance of good feelings, abundance of food, abundance of Ubers, abundance <laughs> of snacks. It's like abundance of everything. Abundance of all of the best things. Mm. And so... Do you think that to increase like your abundance in general, you could just like start to be like, I'm literally just so abundant in friends. I'm so abundant in this. I'm so abundant in that. Like, mm-hmm. what is your take on just like kind of counting your blessings, I guess? Um, seeing that abundance is beyond the things that we're trained to believe that it is. So exactly what you're saying. Abundance can be, and I, I'll share this story with you all. I went through a really, really tough period in my life. I had just graduated college. I get a finance degree. I I moved back to my parents' house for like six, seven months. And my car gets repossessed because I don't have a job. I'm like, I'm manifesting my dream job on the low, but my parents think I'm doing nothing. We we spoke about this earlier today. I was telling her the whole story. And so my car gets repossessed. I can like barely pay my phone bill. Like my parents were not helping me out. They were like not having it. And so that's actually when I learned the most I have ever learned about abundance because it forced me to look at my perspective on abundance. So I would literally wake up in the morning and I would go, there's an abundance of sun today. I'm thankful for that. There's an abundance of air. Like literally air is always surrounding us and it never goes away. Like I had to literally look at things that are, it seems ridiculous, but it, I used it to trick my subconscious mind into a state of abundance. And then when I was able to feel that sense of abundance, no matter what I had, quote unquote, or didn't have, that's when other forms of abundance started to come into my life. Mm, so cool and so how long do you feel like it takes for of practice of like doing let's say like you were in that state how long Mm -hmm. how many days or how many weeks not that we need to put a timeline on it but like I feel like within society today it's just like instant gratification Mm -hmm. hey Erin I practice abundance where's my money so like Mm -hmm. for the person that's going to say that how many how long how do you have to really like trick your subconscious before you start to see it manifest in your reality yeah you know, sometimes you things can change really fast, and I've experienced that. I've, I've experienced things almost feeling like they changed overnight, as people say. But then there are times where you just, things get incrementally better. So even this period of time that I'm talking about in my life, I did experience a massive quantum leap that's, let's say it took six months, let's just say that, right, of doing this consistently. But in between that six months before I actually got the thing that I really, really wanted, there were steps in between that where it got a little better and then a little better, a little better. And then what happens is you reach a certain vibration that's close enough to then get you the thing that you really wanted in the beginning. So be willing to have the journey as well. 
maybe you're going to do some gratitude and you're still not going to get this thing that you want. <laughs> maybe. But that's still okay because you're going to meet people. You're going to go places. Like when I look at my life, I understand exactly why my higher self didn't just always allow me to get that thing and go to that place. There were certain people I needed to meet, certain skills that I needed, certain environments that I needed to be in. Like it really is about the journey. And when you understand that you're okay, even when you're not having, you know, this massive quantum leap. And really we need to start recognizing that we're always quantum leaping. It happens in every moment. It happens in every second, but maybe it's not the thing yet that you think it should be. That's such a good point. And I think people, people like glamorize quantum leaping a little bit. I think you knew I was going to say this. So we've talked about this a few times, guys, on my podcast, but I'm going through a quantum leap and it's not the most gracious one, right? So what are, I feel like I just want to kind of talk about the quantum leap and let's like break down for anyone who's like, okay, I've heard this verbiage before, but like, what is a quantum leap? What is it? Mm, This is how I like to explain the quantum field. Let's say you are watching your favorite show on TV. At a certain point in time, you decide, okay, I'm over this. I want to change the channel, AKA change the frequency. That's actually what's happening. So you change the channel and then now you, you know, there's this new show. It doesn't mean that the show you were just watching is not still playing. And it also doesn't mean that there aren't other shows on other networks also playing simultaneously. So when we're looking at reality, there are infinite channels, so to speak, that are playing at the same time. And it's just a matter of which one you are tuned into, which frequency you are tuned into or aligned with. That's gonna determine what's playing on the screen of your reality. So when it comes to quantum leaping, it's knowing that every possible outcome and version of reality already exists, which means that it's only a matter of you energetically aligning yourself to be able to sync up with that, that timeline or, or that, that version of yourself that's experiencing reality in this desired way. Mm. So let's say I want a new job. There is a parallel version of me in the quantum that is loving her job, making the money she wants to make, thriving. And so how do I become her? How, how do I adopt the beliefs and the energy and the habits and the mindset and all the things, the behaviors, so that I match the frequency of who she is and then make that quantum leap? So how do you do it? So let's say you hate your job. You literally hate your job because I'm sure that there's a lot of people listening that do and they're like, I do want a new new job, but I go into my office and I hate my boss and I'm in a bad mood and I want a new job. (laughs) What would you tell me to do? So this is like so counterintuitive for humans, but to attract success, you have to actually already feel successful. To attract wealth, you have to actually already feel wealthy. And so for the person who's saying and vibrating, I hate my job, I hate my boss, they're not paying me enough, the more you're beating the drum of that, guess what? You're not a vibrational match to the version of yourself that would be loving their job. So your job is to actually trick yourself 
into assuming that vibration now. It goes back to what we were talking about with, uh, this is why I like to call it unconditional abundance. If this state of being is gonna be based on this job that you're experiencing, you're never gonna be a vibrational match to the, the job that you want. You would have to find a way to enter a state of abundance. What I personally always recommend, it's so easy, and it's, it's practical but powerful. Gratitude, we already, already talked about it. And I'll give you guys a real story. I hated my job. So I love how this is all piecing together. So I told you guys how I started practicing gratitude. I didn't get my dream job. I actually got, I, I made an incremental step. And the incremental step was a job that got my foot in the door, like in the industry. Okay, money, I guess. I think I, I made like 50K or something. And I was like, okay, whatever. I was 21. It's a nice start. But I hated it. I hated the work. I knew my I was just bigger than this place. And at the time, the guidance that I was getting from source, my higher self, whatever we want to call it, was if you hate this place, you will never move beyond it. And so every day, I actually started writing down um, like gratitude statements about the people that I was working with. Like even though I hated this place, I had to trick myself into believing that I loved it. And what happened was, I was like, you know, this place is actually not that bad. <laughs> and then I quantum leaped into my dream job. I love that. And I think that there's also so much to say about maybe not even like getting from hating it to loving it, but like, what mm -hmm. if we can just neutralize it? Like, yes. what if we can be like, I love that. yeah, you know, this job is really great. Um, it's great because it pays the bills right now. And mm -hmm. I know it's not forever. And I'm so excited for my next job. Yes. Because the next job is going to be so fun. And I know the people are going to be even better than the people here. And I'm going to be even making more money and I'm going to yeah. love it. And it's like, maybe even we get into this neutral space of like, mm -hmm. it's fine for now. And I'm so excited mm -hmm. because the best job is coming. I love that and I think that's so accessible for a lot of people because I think it is difficult for a lot of people to go from like I hate this place to gratitude even. Mm -hmm. And if you could just feel a little bit better, if you could cultivate a little bit of, of hope and know that this experience is temporary, it's gonna raise your vibration at least enough for you to start attracting different things as opposed to like truly being stuck where you are. Totally. And this is the process that I use with my clients when we're working on things like self-acceptance and self-love. Mm -hmm. When they're going from hating themselves to loving themselves, I never try to take them from hate to love. I'm like, yeah. how about hate to acceptance? Like, let's just go from hating yourself to being like, I'm actually okay with who I am. And I know that I'm the exact person I need to be in this moment in order to, you know, evolve and become an even better person. And I'm excited for who I'm going to become, but I'm okay with where I am right now. And so I just think that's like a really good tool in general when you're making those big quote unquote leaps energetically or vibrationally. It's like maybe just try to get a little, a little better instead of like all the way there. And that might help you along the way. For sure. Love it. So... I think my last question for you is you've taught me so much about just being in connection with my higher self and my spirit guides. So for those of you who don't, haven't really already picked this up, like Erin is a clear channel and 
can channel her highest self, my highest self, my spirit guides, her spirit guides. Like for anyone in the audience that's wanting to have a better connection to their higher self or their guides, what is like a practical tip that you can share with them so that they can feel more connected? Well, the first thing is that whether you believe they are there or not, they are. And just start talking out loud. This is how I actually started channeling or discovered that I was here to be a channel. I would just talk out loud all the time and sort of act as if someone was listening or I guess intuitively know that someone was listening. And then it turned into a conversation. And so the more you speak out loud um, and acknowledge that presence, you will actually manifest the experience of communication. Mm. But I also want people to know that everyone is an antenna. You are constantly receiving and transmitting frequencies. Um, That's all, even someone who channels, we're just translating frequency into thought right and so the more you raise your own vibration you become an energetic match to the frequency of your guides who typically vibrate higher and so then you can hear them but it's just because you are operating within in that within their frequency bandwidth so raising your own vibration acknowledging that they're there either way and talking out loud because whether you can hear them or not doesn't determine that they're always there sending you stuff um and one more thing on this everybody isn't here to communicate with their guides in the same way some people will be channels such as myself or psychics and mediums and things like that but the universe in general likes to communicate with us in uh frequency in in patterns in um yeah in patterns so if you keep thinking the same thing, it's probably your your guides trying to get your attention. If a song is stuck in your head, right? It's the, something about the frequency of this song holds something that you need right now. So there are like all of these beautiful, subtle ways that the universe is always communicating with each and every last one of us. I love that so, so much. Thank you so much for like just giving all of that wisdom because I feel like that knowledge is not as well known as some of the other stuff. Sure, sure. So I feel like the last thing we can do together is obviously God, got all of our guides, our highest self, mm-hmm. everyone knows who's going to listen to this episode already. So yes. could you channel a message for everyone specifically listening to this episode and like mm. maybe just give a, like a collective reading or just like an energetic message or something to close us off? Okay, okay. So I, I, I definitely feel source energy coming through and... I like to see source as maybe you resonate with the word God, maybe you resonate with universe. Source to me is just all that is. And God is all that is, meaning there's nothing outside of it. It is everything. It is all of us. And so source is coming through um, and saying that earth is a, a playground. And the sooner you remember how to play, it will transform from a prison into this playground that we're speaking about. Because so many people are here and they feel um, that they are being punished or that they're stuck and they're trapped. And Source is saying, I didn't force you to come here. Your soul wanted to come here. (laughs) And so when you make peace with that and you understand that being here can be beautiful, 
that is going to help you enjoy your time um, as opposed to waiting for the days to go by. <laughs> I love that. So really just looking at life as a playground and you are the rule maker and exactly. you make the rules. It's just a game. It's just a game. It, it sources saying it's just a game. Even when you experience sadness, love that game of sadness. When you experience pain, heartbreak, grief, love that game because it's always expanding you. And so sources um, wanting to drive this point home here. Lastly, every single moment is a gift. And when you see it that way, you can transmute any any form of pain back into love. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Erin, for coming on and just sharing so much wisdom with us. Where can my audience find you? What are you currently offering right now? Give us all the goods. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love you so much. It just too. I'm so happy to have you in my life. Um, and you are just really a beautiful person. And so your audience is just so, so, so lucky to be aligned with someone who is so pure and intentional and authentic and raw and vulnerable and just all of the things. So thank you for being a friend. You can find me at erinlyonsofficial.com. You can also find me at erinlyonsofficial on Instagram and TikTok. And so what I'm currently offering, I have a few things, but I want to highlight my Manifest X Microdose membership. And so this is all about manifestation, um, all about reprogramming and rewiring the sub subconscious mind. And yeah, I'd love to have you join the community if it feels aligned. Yay. All right, guys, I will post her Instagram, her TikTok, all her links below. I love you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. And I will Thank talk you. to you very soon.